Hello, hello, happy Friday, Fresco babies. How are we feeling today? We have a very exciting episode this week of Fresco Savage live from the interdimensional bedroom. We have a guest, our first ever guest. Uh, we have Keegan from the Ascend Project. Uh, right at the top, I'm going to apologize to Keegan. The first thing I said was I called it the Ascension Project, and that is because I'm a douche. But I get it right every other time. I notice my mistake. It is repeated many times, but please go check out everything he's doing. We talk about a lot of cool things in this episode. We talk about mushrooms, not just the type you put on pizza. Let me just be forward with you. We talk about some mature concepts of the mind <clears throat> in this episode, excuse me. But very, very fun episode. It's fun to talk about the what ifs, the what we thinks, the what we truly believe, and the things deep inside ourselves we almost feel embarrassed to talk about. And that is what the interdimensional bedroom is. It's a safe space, a safe space away from space and time. It is a place where you can talk about your weirdest theories about what's going on because no one really knows for sure what's going on here. And we've, and I know for sure we've been sold something that isn't 100% correct. And that is what the bedroom is. It's a place to sit and discuss and, and talk about weird things and talk about the things we believe in. And that's what, exactly what we did. I'm almost running out of time, and I'm, and I'm fighting a little phlegm bubble on the back of my cough muscle. There it is. I hope you have a great weekend. Enjoy this week's episode of Fresco Savage, live from the interdimensional bedroom. bedroom we have our first guest i know wannabe is very excited i'm very excited we have keegan from the ascension project uh which is a podcast but it's bigger than that and right on the top right out of the way i just want you to talk a little bit about that um and just and then we can just see where the conversation leads us so keegan welcome you are tuning in from texas thank you i uh i'm honored to be here with you guys so first off thank you for inviting me i'm uh, excited to be here and yeah, so I guess I'll just talk about what my podcast is. Um, but really with the Ascend Project, I, I am, so, I, it's, the end vision is bigger than a podcast, but this is just kind of like my starting point. So the Ascend Project podcast is going to be all things health and wellness, uh, psychedelic medicines, biohacking, uh, sustainable and eco-friendly living, um, technology, human optimization, kind of just a lot of things under an umbrella. Wow. Um, so yeah, I have one episode recorded right now. I have another in the vault and then I'm recording another on Saturday. Very cool. So what do you, um, you, it's really seems like to me, like with the Ascend project, you're trying to think about how we can move humanity forward in a sustainable way, in a healthy way, and not so much uh, an unsustainable way. Cause I, I feel like, and I, I can agree with you too, 
probably on this. I feel like a lot of what we're doing right now is a bit unsustainable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's really the whole basis of what I want to do is connect people back with the earth. And it sounds like a, the quintessential hippie thing for me to say, but I really no, no, I feel we are, we're doing a lot to the earth that we shouldn't be right now. Um, so I really do want to make it a focus of just teaching people how they can leave less of a carbon footprint, because I think that's absolutely essential. Um, our planet is degrading at a very fast rate, whether you believe in climate change or not. Our soil right now, which basically is the deliveries, well, Let's put it this way. So the food that we eat is the delivery system of the nutrients from our soil. So our soil is really where all the nutrients from our food come from. And our soil is being destroyed right now yep. because of commercial farming practices. So I this kind of ties into where I want to go with it. But I really want to get people eating healthy, organic food that's not only better for them, but also better for the planet mm. because... Once, once you feel better yourself and are healthier yourself, I feel it's a lot easier to enjoy life, connect with people and kind of find your calling if you must. Um, yeah, but absolutely do. Like sustainable living is where we need to go. Um, in my opinion, because we have the technology to be much more efficient with how we live in a less harmful way. Yeah. So, and- uh, just to just to switch subjects just a little bit, uh, you know, want to be I'm Fresco and and want to be my co-host here. We we operate in this interdimensional bedroom space where time is not real, and in order to do that, you have to have a hip hop name. Mm, and so, before we go yeah. any further, I think <laughs> you need to choose a hip hop name so you can operate at full capacity here. Okay, for sure. I, I love that. Um, is the mushroom explorer is that too long or will that work oh i think that's perfect <laughs> i think that's perfect that is so good that is so much better than fresco savage <laughs> the mushroom explorer can you imagine that album cover Holy dude shit. i see it i actually love i actually love that i, I, I think see i think the album cover would just be me sitting in like a lotus pose just surrounded by mushrooms then just holding like a big grandfather mushroom yeah Okay. So I see you sitting on like a a, a mossy log. Do you guys see, see that? See, <laughs> I saw I saw a red backpack and a walking stick in amongst okay, a okay. forest of huge mushrooms. Ooh, right like on, like the size right of on. trees. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like a mushroom forest. That's awesome. I wish those existed. Um, so do you think? Um, yeah. Go ahead, wannabe. Uh, I'm going to shorten Mushroom Explorer to Lil Mush for the time being, just for the sake of, um, sure. you know, yes. Lil Mush. Do, what, uh, you touched a bit on biohacking, and this is something that I'm really interested in. And I was just wondering if you could maybe sum up some of your favorite like ways that you partake in biohacking right now. If you're involved, if you're doing those regularly right now, I don't know. But would or you share you- a few of those? Could you also define it for the yeah, sorry. the plebes in the room who who were very intrigued by the term biohacking but have never heard of it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, first off, thanks for the question, wannabe and fresco. But I so it's fascinating because I have a theory that we as humans are part computer and part animal. 
And the reason I think that is because we have this ability to create technology and use that technology in a way to enhance our human experience or enhance our biology. So when I think of biohacking, I think of using technology to better optimize or make your biology more efficient. So I, there's a lot of biohacking out there that's expensive that require expensive machines, um, just like red light therapy or pulse electromagnetic fields, which exercise your cells. But if you, you can still do very effective biohacks that don't require you to buy this expensive technology. And one of my favorites is sauna and cold therapy. So what I like to do is after a workout, um, I'll hop in the sauna for about 20 minutes and get all my sweat out, get really, really warm and just get to that point where I'm feeling like I can't breathe anymore, but in a safe manner. I mean, I bring water in there. I'm, I stay hydrated. Um, and then once I'm at that point where my body is super warm, I'll go jump in a cold pool and try to stay in there for two to three minutes. And that contrasts on your body to me just makes me feel so good and ready for the day that it's almost a must every single time I go to the gym. So that's like a, I mean, if you don't have a sauna, that's maybe an obstacle you have to go over, but that in my eyes, like that's a free biohack that you don't have to use any external technology other than a sauna. Um, and then obviously cold right. water, but most yeah. gyms have saunas. So yeah, that's, that's really the main biohack that I've really been uh, going with lately. And I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've heard of like um, cryotherapy and I feel like that's, that must be sort of a, an offshoot of that same mentality where you're shocking the body into a response. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I want to do a quick plug. Um, I've gotten really deep into the cold therapy. Um, and so even like if it, what, if what Mr. Mushroom said, if you don't have a sauna in you know, available to you, just taking a freezing cold shower in the morning, although it, it is awful for, especially the first minute, um, it is very good for your hair, your skin. It makes your veins shrink. Um, it's called what's called vasoconstriction. So it actually, um, strengthens the muscles around your veins which is generally good for your body because it, it it's good for them to be able to regulate that blood flow through your body um and it also causes your your body to start releasing your brain starts releasing all of these um endorphins to numb your muscles and that's really good for people with anxiety um or other mental health issues so that's i that's a big one yeah oh, that's a, i love that breakdown of it i actually didn't know the ins and outs and intricacies of how that works but that explains why it feels so good and yes i think for anyone listening wanting to try to do cold showers at least make yourself stay in there for like two minutes because yes. just splashing on you for a couple of seconds like oh it's cold and then turning it off like you're not going to get the benefits from it like really force yourself to sit in it and just breathe deeply and just feel the cold to the fullest extent Yes. I'll be honest. It sounds terrible. It, it sounds does. It absolutely is. terrible. It, it is. It, it's awful, Fresco. And for a beginner, I would recommend starting with your normal hot shower, gradually getting as cold as you can take it, and then just going back to hot. And then maybe sitting, if you can get yourself to sit in 30 seconds, colder than you normally would, that's a small victory for the day. And then eventually you'll get to point. Now, 
um, almost every day I, I hop into the cold shower and even I love this, this thing, this, um, practice because even without knowing all the physiological benefits, it is pushing yourself to do something that makes you uncomfortable right away in the morning. And that is cool. That's good. You know? And that always seems to set you up for a good day is when you accomplish something that isn't easy right off the bat, it almost makes everything else throughout your day a lot easier to get through, in my experience. Right on. Uh, Lil Mush, I I also want to get to this. This is the the bread. This is the meat of the sandwich on this Mm -hmm. episode. The main course. Would you... Would you say that the inception of a lot of these ideas and the Ascend Project as a whole um, came from experimenting with psychedelics? Mm. Because you did call yourself the Mushroom Explorer. So <laughs> it, that's got to come from somewhere. Yeah, um, 100%. Without a doubt, I would not be here without psychedelics. Mm. Um, I'm a big mushroom guy. I love mushrooms. Yeah. Um, and When was your... When was your first experience? So it was the end of 2018. And how old were you? I was 18 years old. Nice. So I was in my freshman year of college. And I really spent my first semester of college living a very unhealthy life, very um, hedonistic, very mm. pleasure seeking. Um, yeah. I was drinking heavily like no joke getting like blackout drunk like at least three if not four times a week Um, that's a lot smoking like three blunts a day with some buddies eating unhealthy food having casual sex uh it just wasn't like a healthy lifestyle for me and i realized that i was covering a lot of stuff up like there was a root that was the reason i was living that life and it was on Christmas break after that first semester. I took mushrooms for the first time by myself in my bedroom at my house. That's bold. That is a bold move for the first Damn. time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, it wasn't my first time. So I'll back up. So my roommate, while we were in college, he had brought some back home from Chicago and he gave me some. And within the first hour, the mushroom, I, I like to refer to it as like an intelligence, like the mushroom has a consciousness that was talking to me. <clears throat> it was just hitting my ego with just jabs right and left of true oh, statements man. that were just like making my insecurities just come to the surface and stare me in the eyes. And I, I wasn't ready for it. So I, I went to sleep right away after like a first hour and I didn't go through that whole experience. So mm. that was my first time, not a good experience. And then the second time that I really experienced it was in my in my room by myself and that completely changed my whole life yeah what wow yeah my first experience uh is really my only experiment with mushrooms i was at a party with all my best friends like all my best guy friends and i i always wanted to experiment with that kind of stuff but like i just wanted the right environment because i do think that has a lot to do with your experience like and I remember just taking them and it wasn't like a part, I guess it wasn't a party. There's like seven dudes. Um, and I just had the urge to go outside. And I, so I like just followed my instincts and my friends were like, well, we got, we got to follow them. So, Cause I, it was only me and one other guy doing true. Uh-huh. And I found a tree underneath a light and 
I could feel the tree. I like followed it up from the from the base, and like I could feel every single like notch in the branch, like every single crink. I almost felt it, like I was the tree, and it was an amazing <laughs> experiment experience. And I just never forget the feeling of like. I know everyone says this, but like that feeling of like oneness with everything. And you're like, Oh, I'm a part of this system that is so much bigger than me. Like you feel truly plugged in. And in that a lot of my, and I struggle with mental health, a lot of my like depression kind of like eased for a while for like six weeks after that. Cause it, it, it gives you such a broad scope of experience of like understanding the experience you're having and as like a small experience, you know, mm -hmm. that's, I, I love hearing that story. The first thing that comes to mind is thinking of you interacting with that tree and just having that connection. I've had very similar experiences on mushrooms. And I think that the reason that we tap into this like deeper intelligence of nature is because mushrooms come from the mycelial network that's under the soil. Mm. So the mycelial network is basically nature's internet. So the mushroom wow. is just the fruit of a much larger mycelial network that's under the soil. This mycelial network sends signals to trees, plants, it sends nutrients, it sends information across the whole ecosystem what? to allow it to work as a symbiotic structure and work efficiently. So the mushroom is just like this little fruit we see, but really the the magic is the mycelial network that it's connected to. So when we eat these mushrooms that are connected to this greater network that contains psilocybin, I feel like it, it is tapped me into nature's internet. And I feel much more deeply connected with nature. That is, that is absolutely wild. <laughs> that well, is so cool. <laughs> I, I, you know, I had it, I wasn't on shrooms when I had this realization, but, um, in 2010, I saw Avatar for the first time. And, and, and so everyone, James Cameron's Avatar, not the last airbender. Everyone was so astounded by this wonderful, wonderful world they created on Avatar. That's literally, they just changed the colors to neon. That's mm -hmm. like the same things people are fascinated with in the movie Avatar happen here. It's just, yeah. we're just used to the colors. That's all so, it is. So to that thought, um, there is actually, I haven't seen it, but I've, I've listened to a podcast before of a man who has a, I think it's called the Ayahuasca Foundation. Mm. And I, I don't know if you guys know what Ayahuasca is, but it's another. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, but there is actually a deleted scene from that movie of them all drinking the Ayahuasca brew. And you can mm. oh, look wow. it up on YouTube and, and watch it. And so I think that movie is very closely connected with what our lives could look like if we integrated ourselves with nature in the most efficient and connected way that we possibly can yeah um, yeah i want to want to be do you have any uh a mushroom stories that you want to share with the audience yeah no mushroom stories um i am working on because i've had um, adverse you know reactions to just marijuana and so i am looking to like i would like to get really deep into meditation and feel very stable and then experiment with mushrooms when i do it but i'm very yeah i'm just really high anxiety and i would worry about a 
um, bad trip, which is actually something I was going to ask you about because I, I know you've mentioned in the past, uh, I think it was during that first trip. I actually remember um, I gave you a ride home at like two in the morning. Remember that it, mm-hmm. in our hometown? Yeah. Um, and you were talking about the mushroom telling you to choose certain things or like to, to <laughs> not brush your teeth. Could you go into that a little bit? Wait, what? Yeah. yeah. That, that's interesting that you remember that. That was like two weeks after this happened. So yeah, I had taken the mushroom and within like the, after like 30 minutes, I, the colors became brighter and the walls started breathing a little bit. And then after about another 30 minutes, there was a dialogue that started in my head. It was like telepathic. Um, and I was watching, I was at a friend's house when I took them and we were watching Avengers. Um, one of the, I don't remember which one, whatever one um, that Thanos is getting the infinity stones. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were, and as I was watching the movie, Thanos would get another infinity stone. And each time he got an infinity stone, this voice in my head got like stronger and was like, we're gaining power. We need you to get back to your house, like leave here now. And, and each time that I ignored it and he got another stone, that this, this voice we got, got madder, more mad and more mad at me. So I finally listened to it. I drove home. Um, when I got home, I, my mom was upstairs. Um, if you're listening to this mom, I love you. And I was, I promise I'm safe with this stuff. But um, <laughs> So I got home and my mom was upstairs and I just tried to like nonchalant go downstairs and right away it said, you need to get headphones. So, and when I say it, I'm just going to refer to it as the mushroom that was inside of me said, you need to get headphones. So I went upstairs, uh, like shroomed out and I like couldn't think straight on how to get headphones. So I had to ask my mom and then she's like, I don't know, just go look in your dad's office. So I went and picked some from my dad. And then um, when I got back down the mushroom to my room, the mushroom was like, see, you could have made that so much more efficient. Um, something about my communication skills and a lesson in that whole experience. And it's hmm. like, see, that's a situation where you could have communicated this better and it would have been more efficient. But it said, it's okay. Now go brush your go brush your teeth and get ready for bed. So I'm like, okay. So I go to the bathroom and I start brushing my teeth. And it, the mushroom was like, what are you doing? And I just sat there confused. And it was telling me, like, you cannot be brushing your teeth with this fluoride toothpaste. This fluoride toothpaste is not, you don't need fluoride for your teeth. This is a harmful chemical that is put into toothpaste. First thing tomorrow go to the store get fluoride free toothpaste. So I'm like, okay. So I spit out the toothpaste, swish out my mouth, went back into my room. And then the voice said, all right, now I want you to put the headphones on, look up binaural beats, go lay down in your bed, turn the lights off and shut your eyes. The so, mushroom says this to you. This is not you. Like it was it, speaking to you, not like you had a thought. It was speaking directly to you as, as like that's, a personality. That's really what it felt like. And it, it was like a, it was speaking to me, obviously not like through audio, like it was all in my head. So it, it really felt like, it felt like there was this presence like right here above my head. And it felt like this presence was talking to me. Now, do I know for sure, for, for a fact that that was a mushroom? No, but I theorized that it was a mushroom because that's really what it felt like. Um, mm-hmm. So then it, I got into my bed put on the binaural beats and then I just started exploring the hyperspace and 
Oh my god. Okay, so what here's happened? a few questions. Yeah. Or sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a lot so, to unpack here. <laughs> so, Keegan, did you had you heard of the fluoride thing prior to using mushrooms? Yes. You had heard of it. Yes. Okay. And then, because I remember watching videos, YouTube videos back in like 2016 of this like hippie person on YouTube, like, yeah, don't use fluoride. It's, it can calcify your third eye chakra. So that's super interesting. Um, and then uh, did the binaural beats, uh, maybe we'll go into that in a little bit more, but I've recently been going back into those. Um, do you have a frequency that you prefer? Also, do we use like 100% pure binaural beats? Does it matter? Just curious. Um, so I an interesting method that I use to pick which binaural beats or whatever frequency I'm going to use. I usually type in like meditation frequencies. And mm. what I've noticed uh, ever since this mushroom experience is that this intelligence that communicates me to me through psychedelics, I just see it as my potential at the end of time communicating with me to lead me to where I need to go to reach my potential. But I noticed that it will communicate with me through numbers, like synchronicities. Like Matt, single, I mean, Fresco, this being is 11, so excited. 11, 11, 11 all the time, or like 333 or 444. So when I pick when I pick a binary beat or frequency, I'll type in meditation frequencies, and I'll just wait until, I'll scroll until I see a video with a timestamp that has a, a synchronicity of a number I've been seeing a lot. So like three hours, 33 minutes and 33 seconds. And I'm like, yep, that's the one I need to listen to. So I really let like the timestamps of the numbers and synchronicities to guide me to what one I choose. Yeah, that is. So what is the, I, I know we've talked about this a little bit because wannabe believes that I'm his spirit guide 333. Mm. Um, what does that, <laughs> what does that mean to you that that synchronicity are you looking for any synchronicity or is that a specific synchronicity of, of numbers that that speaks to you in a certain way yeah so with synchronicities with numbers i really think that it's like you can look up like the meaning of 333 or 222 or whatever but i think the numbers the meaning of them is very personal to you and it's like you have to like decode what the numbers mean and create your own language of whatever is trying to communicate with you. So if after you see a certain number, just like try to analyze like, okay, what was I just thinking about? Or what am I doing right now? And just mm. try to build out your own system of what these numbers mean to you. Um, but I really think that the, I, I don't, I, I try to stay away from like big, broad, vague terms like the universe and spirit and soul or whatever but i would just say the universe to me seems like it's communicating to me through numbers and i think that's because math mathematics are the only universal language of the the universe so i yeah. think it can speak to us through numbers and also maybe other synchronicities like dreams or other experiences that may line up sure i, I want to touch on one more thing you, you said um and, and I believe I heard this correct. You, you think like this voice that was talking to you, did you say that you thought it could be like a better version of yourself in the future? Like your fully formed manifested self, like talking to making you a better person in the past. Yeah. I, I really think that's a possibility. I, uh, I have this theory that it's possible. I think that we just may exist infinitely throughout time and yes. we just, 
brainwash ourselves into like forgetting our true nature when we are born so we can go through the experience and joy of forgetting and remembering and yes. learning certain lessons through life. So I see this higher intelligence that communicates to me through symbols and numbers as just my potential sitting at the end of time, guiding me through each experience to come back to come back home to who I am. Yeah. So, cause I, I mean, when you think about infinite, when you think about living in infinite time and when time, you know, one thing that we all have in common as, as humans is um, we have a monkey on our back, which is death. We have a limited amount of time and we all know that. And I think that is the root of all bad things is the fact that we, whether it be greed, uh, you know, people being money hungry, what you talked about earlier with pleasure seeking behaviors, a lot of that stems from the fact that we understand that we're not going to live forever here, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, but if you think about yourself living in infinite time, really the, at the end of the day, the only thing that entertains some, some an infinite being is the earthly experience, multiple experiences, not just earthly, um, mm-hmm. but galactically as well, experiencing the trauma, the trauma and trials and tribulations of being alive and having finite time. That's what you would do for fun. Mm-hmm. Right. That's like, that's the whole part. That's the interdimensional bedroom, wow. baby. Yeah. <laughs> that resonates wow. with me deeply. I, I really yeah. think that's what we're here doing is we're, there's a Alan Watts quote. Um, I, I might butcher it a little bit, but it goes something like, Imagine if you had the power to dream any dream you wanted to dream. And every night you could just dream the most perfect world that you ever imagined into being. And you could just experience that. And he says, after a while, you would get bored. And eventually you'd press a button that says, make me forget and surprise me. And you would yeah, roll yeah. Off that dream. Wow. Yeah, because yeah. There is, there's there more is, to it than that, but that's the gist. I mean, but he's really he's really putting his thumb on on the beat there, though. I mean that 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 is, there is no pleasure without pain. There is no warmth without heat. There is no light without dark. It sounds cliche, but you know, it's what we're experiencing. All sensory is is just contrasting things. That's mm-hmm. the experience. That's what right. uh, we're right. essentially humans are just vats for senses. You know, mm-hmm. that's what our brain is picking up and. I agree with you. I think, you know, to, yeah, I speak with my, my family my friends all the time. My, my brother, for example, he's not going to listen to this. Uh, he is so obsessed with retirement, you know, like retiring, having, having enough money to retire at 55. And I asked him flat out, well, then what are you going to do? And he has no idea, mm-hmm. you know, like people, we put these milestones, we're probably trained in our, in our culture to, to set these milestones of like work your whole life and then retire, baby. Then the Mm -hmm. dream happens. Mm -hmm. You could just do things that you want to do now. There's nothing, there's nothing stopping you from finding a lifestyle that suits you that is sustainable now. I mean, I mean, I, my parents are disappointed. I don't have grand, they don't have grandkids. And I'm like, well, I, your son wants to be famous and that sucks for you. But that's like your son wants to yeah. be an artist. <laughs> so right. I, I apologize, right. mom and dad. Right. And I think you as an artist can really appreciate that the journey is the fruit. It's not the destination. And yes. mm-hmm. our way there is is where the happiness lies. 
That's why I love road trips. I love, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, there's something about stopping in Poduck, Kentucky at at a McDonald's mobile combo gas station, (laughs) a little slice of life where the woman making sandwiches doesn't wear gloves, you know, like that kind of stuff is so fun (laughs) to me. And I, I just, yeah, dude. You know, that's I just that's why. I, and what's nice down about, south, they they have a. You go, Wana. What's up? Sorry, sorry. Um, yeah, we went to a Wendy's one time in South Carolina that um, they had or no, it was a gas station. Half of it was like the slot machines, and they were just smoking right there at the slot machines, yeah, like right in the gas station. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. But they <laughs> they were happy, and they were having a good time. Of all places to smoke inside a gas station. <laughs> know, right and like of all places there's a lot of places you can go play slot machines it's not a gas station you know but there's whatever a, whatever floats your boat there's a there's a slot there's a there's a gas station casino on the uh on the wisconsin illinois border uh it's in a road ranger they got i the really? mcdonald's there gave me free fries once so i always stop there by the way <laughs> anytime i'm passing through i always stop there because they gave me free fries once oh five years God. ago i You're am so a patron loyal. for life i have a You're patron for loyal life. That is loyalty. It's <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, Fresco, do we have any more questions for our guests while we have our guest here? Yeah. Well, I first, I mean, first of all, we're kind of wrapping things up here. I want to, I want to appreciate for, I uh, appreciate you for coming on the, the Cass Keegan, uh, aka the Mushroom Explorer. Um, <laughs> you know, why don't you wrap up? Why don't you like manifest what you want your life to be like in ten years? I like that. With, with this um, with this project that you know like talk about it as if it's almost you 10 years from now saying like what you've accomplished or what you want to accomplish but okay. speak of it as it's already it already exists okay perfect i'll give you the one year five year and 10 year outlook so love it love overachiever it. look at that yes. <laughs> so within the year i'm going to continue to do the podcast and just connect with as many amazing people as I can. And this is why I brought my notebook out just so I can have everything organized kind of with the plan with everything. But within one to two years, I want to create an education platform. And I have like videos, courses, articles, online coaching, online meetups or in-person meetups. And the types of things I want to include on this educational platform are education about psychedelic medicines, the different kinds, the neuroscience of how they work and the research showing that they do work and how they are actually non-toxic for your body. Um, I also wanna have a guided meditation course on there, grow your own mushrooms course, yoga classes, art therapy classes, nutrition classes, one-on-one Zoom coaching calls, um, prep ceremony and integration of psychedelic medicines, and then also classes on sustainable and environmental friendly living. Um, mm. I want to, I don't know if I want to have a website or an app or maybe both. Um, I'd also like to host like in-person conferences with speakers, possibly networking events, possibly a book club, um, maybe emotional intelligence classes, guided breathwork classes, classes on communication, uh, biohacking articles and videos and really my mission with that whole education platform is really just to help people connect with their soul and discover their calling. Because I feel like that would really alleviate the pain that the world is experiencing right now. If everyone just truly felt a sense of belonging and felt connected to their mission and had their 
medium of expression. So that is kind of the one year to two, excuse me, two year outlook. Um, within five years, I want to buy some land um, somewhere out in nature where I will have my home, where I'll raise my family. And I want to have my own garden where I will be growing all my own food, all my own fruits and vegetables and superfoods and just becoming completely self-sufficient with growing my own food, having solar um, and just kind of like off the grid living, but not isolated because I still want there to be like people around me and still have a community yeah. out there. But I want it to be more connected to the land where we're growing our own food and just being healthier for the earth and reconnecting with the earth in that sense. And in this location where I'm gonna live with my family and have our own garden and all that, I'm also going to have a, almost like a retreat center for people to come. It'll have lodging and this will just be a place for people to come and stay to experience psychedelic medicines. Um, so I'd like to have like psychologists out there and guided facilitators and therapists to lead people through a psychedelic experience. Um, but not just kind of like bring them in, give them the experience and leave, because I think there's a lot of integration that needs to happen. Mm. So I'd obviously central hub where all these ceremonies and experiences will happen. But in that building, I would like to have an art studio where people can just express themselves in any way they want, whether that's singing, dancing, drawing, painting, uh, digital art, uh, making podcasts, just any like an expression studio. I'd also like to have a yoga studio, um, a gym. I'd like to have like hiking trails, I'd like to have a sauna, uh, a float tank. And then also just teaching people how to grow their own food in the garden and getting people, you know, just back to earth and connected to that energy. And then just having like hiking trails and just community circles and community dances and fires and just like a place for people to really connect with themselves and other people. Um, so yeah, I don't, that's kind of like the rough, I guess that's a 10 year outlook too. Um, but I, I want to have the land within five years. Um, but I also don't want to put too many labels on it because it will involve into its own thing. And I know with me continuing to work with these medicines, they have been absolutely instrumental in me forming all of this. Um, like it's not even just mushrooms. Like honestly, even like if you have pure clean, like pristine LSD and you use that in the right way, that is, that is literally pure gold. Like that stuff is magical. I can absolutely see why Steve Jobs used that to create Apple. Um, and there's actually a lot of research from the sixties showing how effective that was in treating like alcoholism and addiction and all that. So mm. it's gonna be a lot of ceremonies out there. There's also people are starting to use ketamine as a psychedelic, so mushrooms, ketamine, LSD, uh, 5-MeO-DMT, um, ayahuasca, San Pedro, all of it. And, but I want it to be more than just a place to go and take psychedelics. I really want to have that community and a place to pe for people to really ground themselves. And so, yeah, yeah. That's, where I wanna, that's where I wanna raise my family and just let that thing do its thing. Yeah, can you call people who go to these retreats explorers? <laughs> absolutely yes i, I yes. uh well, this actually brings up uh something i want to i know i know you guys might be tight on time 
Uh, no, um, we can go for a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So with the word explorer, and we were talking about avatar. Yeah. Um, it brought up a thought that I wanted to talk about. So there is, I mean, I can send you guys links of some fascinating videos of people who really like explore with these things, taking like 30 grams to like 50 grams of mushrooms and what's an what's an average dose just for the listener what's an average dose of mushrooms i'd say an average dose is like three to four and then terrence mckenna (laughs) terrence mckenna dubbed like the heroic dose like five grams and these people (laughs) out here 30 to 40 to 50 grams and and they work they work their way up so right it's not people just jump into that but yeah so this guy um his name was kalindi ie he was an African martial artist who was really like exploring dimensions of the universe and really going out there by using mushrooms as a technology of exploration. Mm-hmm. And basically what he's also found out is this is a little side note, but it's also about people using like high dose psilocybin and LSD, like the 30 to 50 grams or really high dose of LSD is we would not have the new like Marvel movies that got rolled out without people experiencing those high doses. So like Black Mm. Panther, The Avengers, Doctor Strange, Mm. all these these new Marvel movies that came out, the producers of them that were creating these movies were taking these super high doses of psychedelics and then writing the scripts for these movies. And they didn't want, this was back in like the seventies and they didn't want to roll them out until they had the technology to actually make the movie be what they want. So that's awesome. They used psychedelics to like find these places and then they kept them in the vault till they had the technology to make the movies. And that's why we're starting to see all these movies come out. So this guy, Kalindi, he talks about how he's like, Wakanda is real. Um, Doctor Strange is real. All these things that people are discovering are real and the technology to get there is high dose mushrooms because mushrooms are the only thing on earth that can, well, I should say the mushroom spore, which is what they use to um, populate and reproduce is the only thing on earth. Well, I shouldn't say the only thing cause I don't know that for sure, but that can survive the, the vacuum of space. And the surface of it is actually harder to destroy than a diamond. So, the theory is, is that these mushroom spores have been traveling throughout space in the universe oh from other God. dimensions and planets and have landed on this planet and are have came to us as a technology for us to not only explore ourselves, but explore the hyperspace. And this Kalindi guy, he swears by taking 30 to 50 grams. He's like, you will leave. You will go places. You will see all the hieroglyphs of ancient Egypt. You will find knowledge you will tap into the universal mind and yeah so i just wanted to give a shout out to that because i thought that's a really interesting concept about mushrooms and how it was used to create a lot of the marvel movies we see today yeah i i i have an interesting theory i've always and it kind of goes hand in hand with that is i've always thought anything you think of is not necessarily an original idea it is a even even the craziest everything exists in some dimension or reality somewhere it is all real you know Mm -hmm. like i don't think that you can just have an idea and it's it's totally fake like i think you're you're 
you know, somehow tuning into something that is beyond yourself when you, you know, when people write these, like you were saying, when they're writing these movies about these really wild concepts. I mean, also Dr. Strange in the sixties, that sounds like a wild con. You just can't tell people that in the sixties, you can't, Mm -hmm. uh, you can't, you know, introduce that type of concept concept of like time warp interdimensional travel and stuff like that to like, what what they're watching like I Love Lucy like you can't possibly like, <laughs> you need to prepare people to accept information like this mm-hmm. yeah. and and I think that maybe entertainment as a whole is such an important tool and vessel to explore very complex and new ideas at 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 like a layman level at like a, at a lowest common denominator level yeah and they even in the movie Doctor Strange after have you guys seen that movie. I love that. No, it's one of my favorites. You should watch it. Wanna be is great. Um, but there's a scene where this like guru like touches his third eye and he blasts off into the some dimension. It looks a lot like a DMT trip, and um, he comes back and he's like, "What did you put in my tea? Psilocybin or LSD?" So they're literally just like throwing it out in plain sight that these are technologies to get there. And even like in Disney movies, like I forget, I think it's a Toy Story movie. A kid's just playing in his room. And if you look on the wall, there's like a bookshelf. But the structure of the bookshelf is shaped exactly like the LSD molecule. So I think a lot of these people who are creators of these very intricate and detailed worlds that they make into a movie, again, are just discovering something that already exists and using a technology like psychedelics. Or maybe they're even just tapping into the creative force without it, which is meditation or even just being a a vessel of whatever it is that wants to work into this dimension but yeah mm-hmm. i absolutely agree with everything you said nice wow. i love that well i think, um, I think that you want to say one more fr- thing want to be yeah fresco just wanted a, a real quick plug for philosophy corner dreams required readings a philosophy class you had to take to graduate with a liberal arts degree Listen in as Wannabe takes us down the deep, deep path that never ends into our own minds. This is The Philosophy Corner. What you described essentially is a brief synopsis of Immanuel Kant's critique of pure reason. So for any of the philosophers out there that want to explore that, um, the Mushroom Explorer and I have talked about philosophy. I know you might want to give that a shot, but um, Immanuel Kant back in the, I want to say... Dang, I want to say 1700s, late 1700s, he was sort of exploring with this idea of not having, you know, an original idea necessarily. And like the problems that we have thinking that our logic is derived from just ourselves when it's really not. Anyway, that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Emmanuel Kant, pure reason. The critique of pure reason, yes. Critique of pure reason. I mean, that's a banger it, title right off the Just head. to let you it's know, just title. to let you know, it is an awful read. It's an awful thing to read, but it is. If you can get through it, it is very interesting. <laughs> I mean, you hear people like Albert Einstein or Nikola Tesla who discover these great things. They flat out say, like, it wasn't me who came up with this. I was just the one who discovered it. Yep. So, yeah. Wow. There's a there's a very famous story of um, maybe it's not that famous because maybe you guys haven't heard it. But when uh, Michael Jackson was writing uh beat it he called his producer like really early in the morning because he had the idea 
And he said, if I don't write this, Prince will get it. Mm. Oh my Why? God. Which is interesting. Like imagine operating at that level, you know? Yeah. I've always felt when I'm at my best, when I'm at making the best things I can make, um, it feels like I'm, I have the faucet turned on to the universe. Like I feel like myself, I feel complete. I'm letting things just flow through me. Ideas come to you, come to me fully formed. You know, it just, mm-hmm. it just, it, but it's almost the real trick is getting out of your own way and, mm-hmm. and yes. your expectations for yourself and, and putting labels on things that don't need labels yet. And it, it just like opening yourself up to receive transmission is mm-hmm. the hardest part. That's why a lot of creative people fall victim to like alcohol and, and drug abuse and stuff like that is because, you know, I, I say this all the time. Like if I could bottle the way writing something that I'm really proud of makes me, I, it would sell better than anything, but you, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, yeah, you just have to put yourself in the line of fire and just try. That's really the only thing I've found is, is showing up and being present and, and allowing mm. yourself and just trying more, more. It's a numbers game more than anything. Yeah, I think all the time. even with like meditation, that's a perfect reason for anyone to want to try meditation is you are, to me, it just has been the practice of emptying myself out and just tuning into that greater mind. And I've noticed the more that I meditate, it's easier for me to get into that flow state mm. when I'm creating something that I love. Yeah. So I, I really think that flow state is some, I know it's something I want everyone to experience because as you guys know, like that's, that's where I think we feel our best is when we're just literally in the flow, in the zone, creating yeah. something that's unique to us, quote unquote, but is obviously something we feel like we're tapping into something higher. Absolutely. Well, yeah. Mushroom Explorer, thanks so much for coming on the podcast real quick just so people can can look you up can you give a plug for your handles your instagrams your social stuff like that yeah of course uh thank you guys for having me on this was a lot of fun hopefully we can do it again sometimes and maybe even bring you guys on the assemb project and just chop it up and see where it goes but sounds good to me handles to reach me at um on instagram it's just the ascend project um no symbols, just all lowercase the Ascend Project. It's the same for YouTube. Um, you can find me on Facebook at Keegan Maloney. Um, but yeah, I'd say Instagram is where I'm most active. So connect awesome. with me there. And your podcast. Oh, yes, of course. My podcast too is just the Ascend Project. Awesome. And I'm assuming you can find that anywhere you listen to podcasts. Yep. It's on every single platform. And if you go to the link in my Instagram bio, I have a link tree to all the different platforms. That's so, yeah. great. Well, want to be anything else for you? I feel no, great. I'm, I feel good. I feel lighter than I did at the beginning of this. <laughs> That's a good sign. That's a sign of a good podcast. Well, okay, we'll see you later, buddy. Enjoy Texas. All right. Thank Stay you. Safe. I appreciate you guys. Yeah, it was great. Good night, guys. Have a good night, guys.